0: epistles one through six by plato translated by george burgess this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by geoffrey edwards epistle one dion to dionysius prosperity while i was passing so long a time with you and administering the affairs of your kingdom the most faithfully of all who took in hand your interests I had to endure calumnies really grievous, for I know that nothing of a rather cruel kind you ever thought proper to do with my consent. And of this all who have taken a part in the state with yourself are my witnesses, with many of whom I have been engaged in a contest after I had freed them from no trifling calamities, and when in possession of the sole power I had often preserved for you the state i have been sent away in a more ignominious manner than it became you to drive out a beggar and you have ordered me to sail away after i had resided with you for such a length of time with regard to my future conduct i shall consult my interest somewhat more like a human being while you a tyrant of that kind shall live alone as to the splendid gold which you gave for my departure Bacchaeus, the bearer of this epistle brings it back, for it was neither sufficient for my travelling expenses nor useful for the rest of life, and it would bring the greatest disgrace upon you as the giver and not much less upon me as the receiver. But it evidently makes no difference to you either to give or receive as much gold as this, so that after getting it again prove by it your attention to some other of your associates as you did to me. For you have paid sufficiently an attention to me. And now one may mention opportunely the sentiment of Euripides that, when thy affairs shall otherwise fall out, thou'lt pray that such a man were standing by thee. But I wish to remind you that the majority of other tragic poets, when they introduce a tyrant dying at the hands of any one, make him call out, By friends deserted do I hapless perish but no one represents a tyrant perishing through the want of gold to those two who possess any mind that piece of poetry is thought to be not ill said not glittering gold mongst men most rare during a life of hapless care nor steel nor couch with silver dight by mortals valued strike the sight nor fertile furrows of the earth's wide plain such self-sufficient power e'er obtain as of good men the mind that thinks the same fare thee well and know that thou hast erred thus much as regards us in order that you may conduct yourself better towards others epistle two, plato to dionysius prosperity i have heard from archidamus that you think that not only i ought to keep quiet myself but my familiar friends likewise on matters relating to yourself, and neither do or say anything to your disparagement, but that you make an exception in the case of Dion. Now this assertion that Dion is to be accepted signifies that I have no power over my connections, for if I had a power as well over others as you and Dion, a greater good would be the result both to all of you and the rest of the Greeks as i assert but now i am great through rendering myself a follower of the dictates of my reason and this i say because cratistolus and Polixenus have not given you sound information for one of them asserted says common report that he had heard at olympia of many of my associates having spoken ill of you but perhaps he heard more acutely than i did for such a thing i have not heard but it is requisite, as it seems to me, for you to act thus for the future, whenever any one says anything about any one of us, by sending a letter to inquire of myself, for I shall neither be afraid or ashamed to tell the truth. But to you and me, such is the state of circumstances with regard to each other, that we are neither of us unknown to any one, so to say, of the Greeks, nor is our intercourse passed over in silence nor let it be concealed from you that it will not be passed over in silence in the time to come so many have obtained a knowledge of it as having been neither little nor quietly carried on but why do i say this i will now tell you beginning from events far back intellect and great power naturally tend to the same and these two always pursue and seek after and unite with each other in the next place men are delighted to speak about these subjects themselves, and to hear about them from others in their private conversations, or in the writings of poets. Thus, for example, when persons discourse about Hera and Pausanias the Lacedaemonian, they are delighted in bringing forward the intercourse of Simonides with these men, and what he did and said to them. And they are accustomed to celebrate together Periander of Corinth, and thales of miletus and pericles and anaxagoras and croesus and solon as being men of wisdom and cyrus a person of power poets too in imitation of this bring together creon and tiresias polydus and minos agamemnon and nestor ulysses and Palamedes, and as it appears to me for the same reason the first men brought together prometheus and zeus and they sing of some of these as having a difference and others a friendship with each other and again of some as having at one time a difference and at another friendship and having similar feelings on some points and different upon others now all these things i mention as being willing to show that men will not be silent respecting us when we are dead so that we ought to pay an attention to them for we must as it seems pay some regard even to the time to come, especially since it happens that the most slave-like persons do, by a kind of nature, neglect it entirely. But persons of a more elegant mind do everything in order that they may be spoken well of hereafter. And this I consider an argument that the dead have a certain perception of things here. For the most excellent minds divine that this is so, but the most depraved deny it now the divinations of godlike men are of greater weight than of those who are not so and i conceive that if it were permitted for those persons of a former age to whom i am alluding to correct aught in their intercourse they would earnestly endeavour that better things be said of them than at present this however it is still permitted us to say god willing that if anything has been done not correctly during our former intercourse either in word or deed we may correct it for on the subject of philosophy i assert that a true opinion will be formed of us a better one if we are persons of worth but the contrary if we are worthless and indeed if we pay attention to this we shall not do anything more pious nor anything more impious if we neglect it but how this ought to take place and how it is just i will explain when i came to sicily i had the reputation of excelling very much in philosophy and i wished on my arrival at syracuse to have you a witness in my favour in order that philosophy might be honoured by the multitude but this did not turn out prosperously i do not however assign that as the reason which the many would say but because you appeared unwilling to put implicit confidence in me but willing to send me away and to send for others and to inquire what my business was by this as it seems distrusting me and they who were proclaiming loudly these matters were many affirming that you had a contempt for myself and were seriously applying yourself to other things such were the reports at that time brooded about now hear what after this it is just to do in order that i may reply to your question how you and i ought to conduct ourselves to each other if then you have a contempt for philosophy bid farewell to it but if you have heard from another or discovered yourself anything more excellent than what you have from me honour it but if what you have heard from me please you then must you honour highly myself likewise now therefore as from the beginning do you lead and i will follow for being honoured by you i will honour you in return but not being honoured i shall keep quiet further still if by honouring me you take the lead in this you will seem to honour philosophy and that very thing which you are considering even otherwise will bring you the reputation of being considered by the multitude a philosopher but by honouring you when not honoring me, I should seem to be admiring and pursuing wealth. But this we know has a name dishonorable amongst all men. And to sum up, by your honoring me there will be an ornament to both of us, but by my honoring you a disgrace to both, and thus much on these matters. But the little sphere does not answer, and this Archidemos will show you when he arrives. Moreover, you must explain to him very distinctly respecting the matter which is far more honorable and divine than this and respecting which you sent as being in doubt for you say according to his report that there has not been a sufficient demonstration respecting the nature of the first i must speak to you by enigmas in order that should the tablet meet with any accident in its folds by land or sea he who reads it may not understand for such is the case as regards the king of all all things are his and all are for his sake and he is the cause of all that is beautiful but about a second are the secondary things and about a third the third now the soul of man is eager to learn respecting these things of what kind they are looking to what is allied to itself none of which it possesses sufficiently but respecting the king himself and those of which i have spoken there is nothing of this kind but of that which is after this does the soul speak but of what kind son of dionysius and Doris, is your inquiry concerning what is the cause of all things evil or rather is it not a kind of labor throws on this point which are produced in the soul and which if a person does not take away from it the soul will never meet with truth existing in reality. And you told me that you had thought of this in the garden under the laurel-trees, and that it was your discovery, and I said that if this appeared to you to be the case, you had freed me from a long discussion. I said, however, that I had never met with any other person who had discovered it, but that it had been a great source of trouble to myself. But perhaps you have heard this from someone, but accidentally impelled in this direction by a divine allotment, you have not kept firm hold of the demonstrations on this point, and pinned them down. But you are dashing on, at one time in this way, and at another in a different way, to what is the object of fancy. But such it is not. Nor has this occurred to you alone. But be well assured that no one, when he first hears me, is otherwise affected than thus in the beginning. And one having more trouble, and another less, are with difficulty liberated from it, but nearly all of them have of it not a little. Such, then, having been, and is still the case, we have in my opinion nearly discovered that about which you sent me, namely, how we ought to be affected towards each other for since you are testing my doctrines by associating with other persons and placing them by the side of those promulgated by others and considering them by themselves they will if the touchstone be true still stick to you and you will be at home with them and us how then shall these things and all we have spoken of not take place you have therefore done well in having sent Archidemos, and hereafter when he shall have reached you and told you my message other doubts will perhaps lay hold of you if then you take counsel of yourself properly you will send Archidemos to me again and he like a travelling trader, will return again to you and if you do this twice or thrice and test sufficiently what is sent from me i shall wonder if your former doubts be not very different from what they are now act then thus boldly for neither will you send nor arcademos act the part of a travelling trader in a manner more beautiful or more acceptable to the deity than by a trading of this kind be careful however that these things do not fall peradventure among men devoid of instruction for as it appears to me there are scarcely any doctrines which will appear more ridiculous to the multitude than these nor on the other hand any more wonderful and producing a greater enthusiasm in those who are well disposed but when they are often mentioned and continually heard and this for many years they are scarcely at length and with great labor purified like gold but here what is wonderful there for even a good many persons have heard these things who are able to learn and able to remember and after testing everything in every way to come to a decision being already old men, and who have heard these things for not less than thirty years, and who asserted lately that what formerly appeared to them to be the least worthy of belief now appears the most so, and perfectly clear. But what was most worthy of belief then is the very reverse now. Directing therefore your mind to this, be careful, lest it repent you of what has now unworthily fallen from you now the greatest guard in this case is in not writing but learning for what is written it cannot be but that it will get abroad on this account then i have never at any time written anything about them nor is there any composition of plato by name nor will there be but what has now been said belonged to socrates who was even when young a handsome person fairly well and be persuaded by me and after frequently reading this epistle burn it and thus much on these matters with respect to polixenus you have wondered that i did not send him to you but i say now as of old respecting lycophron and the others who are with you that both naturally and from the method of your discourse you very much excel them in the art of speaking nor is any one of them confuted willingly as some suppose but unwillingly and you appear indeed to have treated them with great moderation and to have bestowed upon them honorable presents so much on these matters which for such matters is much but if you make use of philistion at all make a great use of him and if you can lend spusippus something and send him away spusippus too stands in need of you and philistion too promised me that he would very willingly come to athens if you would dismiss him you have likewise done well in dismissing him from the stone quarries but trifling is the request both respecting his domestics and Hegesippos, the son of ariston for you sent word to me that if any one injured either him or them and you knew of it you would not overlook it and of leucyclides it is worth while to speak the truth for he alone of those who came from sicily to athens has caused no change as regards our intercourse with each other but ever continues to say something good and what is for the best respecting what has occurred epistle three plato to dionysius having put in a letter all hail can i have truly found the best address or rather by writing according to my custom prosperity as i am accustomed to address friends in my letters for you as they who went on a sacred embassy related addressed the god at delphi by this very flattering expression and wrote as they say hail and preserve the tyrant's pleasant life but i would exhort not even a man much less a deity by an invocation to do this not a deity because i should give a command contrary to his nature since the deity is seated far from pleasure and pain nor a man because pleasure frequently begets mischief and pain produces in the soul indocility and forgetfulness and silliness and insolence and thus much let it be said by me on the subject of the address and do you after having read this receive it as you are willing to receive it not a few report that you stated to certain persons sent to you that when i heard you saying that you were about to establish grecian cities in sicily and to relieve the people of syracuse by changing the government from an absolute to a limited monarchy i prevented you from doing so although as you assert you were very eager on the matter but that now i have taught dion to do the very same thing himself and that according to your notions we are depriving you of your power you indeed know whether you are benefited by such assertions you are however injuring me by stating the contrary to what really occurred for i have been sufficiently prejudiced by Philistides and many others in the eyes of the hired troops and the mob of syracuse through my remaining in the acropolis while they without i think would had any error taken place have turned it all against myself by asserting tenaciously that you were persuaded in all things by me. But you knew yourself most clearly that of my own accord I meddled very little with politics, except at first when I thought I might do something beneficial, and that I was moderately engaged in some other trifling matters and upon the proems of the laws, with the exception of what you and someone else have written as an addition. For I hear that some persons after you have been tampering with them. Each portion will, however, be plain to those who are able to distinguish my manner. But, as I just now said, I do not stand in need of calumny before the Syracusians and certain others, if you can persuade them by speaking in this way. But I am much more in want of an apology against the former calumny and that which has now been produced after it, both greater and more violent against these two calumnies therefore it is necessary for me to make a twofold apology by saying in the first place that i properly avoided taking a share with you in the affairs of the city and in the second place that i know it was not my advice as you have asserted that exhorted you nor was i an impediment to you when about to establish the grecian cities hear then first the commencement of those matters about which i have spoken the first i came to syracuse invited by yourself and dion who had already passed an ordeal with me and had been of old my guest and who was of the middle and staid period of life men of whom there is altogether a need to such as possess even a little intellect when they are about to consult about affairs such as yours were then while you were very young and had great inexperience on those points in which it behoved you to have been skilled and you were perfectly unknown to me after this some man or god or fortune did in conjunction with yourself drive out dion and you were left alone think you then at that time i would have held any communion with you on affairs of state when i had lost a sensible partner and when i saw a senseless person was left with many and wicked men not ruling in reality but fancying himself to be a ruler although he was ruled over by men of such a kind under these circumstances what ought i to have done is it not of necessity from what occurred afterwards just what i did do to bid farewell to state affairs and to be cautious of the calumnies arising from envy and to endeavor to make all of you although separated and at variance friends as much as possible to each other and of this you are the witness that in bringing this about i never abated a jot. and though with some difficulty it was nevertheless agreed that i should sail homewards since a war detained you but that when peace took place i and dion should come to syracuse again and that you should invite us such were the circumstances that occurred touching my first sojourn at Syracuse, and of my safe return home. On peace being made, you invited me a second time, not, however, according to the agreement, but you wrote to me to come alone, and said that you would send for Dion afterwards. On this account I did not come, and displeased Dion, for he thought it would be better to come and hearken to you. In a year after this a trireme arrived, and letters from yourself, and the language of the letter began by saying that if i would come the affairs of dion should be settled according to my mind but the contrary if i did not come i am ashamed to say how many letters then came both from you and others through you from italy and sicily to myself and to such as were my relations and acquaintances all of them exhorting me to go and begging me by all means to yield to your request it seemed therefore good to all, beginning from Dion, that I should set sail and not act a coward. And yet I put forward before them my period of life, and I strenuously urged, with respect to yourself, that you would be unable to defend me against those calumniating us and wishing us to become foes. For I saw then, and I see now, that the great and overswollen property of private persons and almost monarchs that the greater they are the more do they nourish calumniators many and mighty and who associate for the sake of pleasure together with mischief of a shameful kind an evil greater than which neither does wealth produce nor the influence of any other power bidding however farewell to all these ideas i came after thoroughly reflecting that not one of my friends would have to accuse me in that through my negligence their interests had been when they might have been safe, destroyed. On my arrival, for surely you know all that occurred thereupon, I thought it right, according to the compact made in your letters, that you should, in the first place, bring back Dion and restore him to your familiar intercourse. Such familiar intercourse, I mean, as that by which, if you had been persuaded by me, something better than what has taken place would have happened to yourself and Syracuse and the rest of the Greeks at least as my opinion divines and then i thought it right that the relations of dion should have his property and that those whom you know did divide it should not have divided it moreover i thought that what was customary should be sent to him each year and rather more and not less be sent on account of my being present but succeeding in none of these demands i determined to depart after this however you persuaded me to remain a year by saying that you would sell all the property of dion and send one-half to corinth and leave the residue to his son i could relate many other things not one of which after promising you have performed but on account of their multitude i will cut them short for after you had sold all the property of dion without having persuaded him to that step although you said you would not do so without first persuading him you have put a wonderful man most glorious finish to all your promises for you discovered a plan neither honourable nor clever nor just nor advantageous to frighten me as being ignorant of what had taken place at that time in order that i might not require the money to be sent for when you were intending to banish heracledes an act that did not seem just to the syracusians or to myself and on that i did together with Theodotos and eurybius request you not to do so you laid hold of this as a sufficient pretext and said that i had evidently been for some time past caring nothing for you but only for dion and his friends and relatives and that since theodotus and Heracleides are now calumniated as being the relatives of dion i am devising in every way for them not to suffer punishment and thus much on the subject of the intercourse between you and myself on state affairs and if you have seen any estrangement in me towards yourself think it only reasonable for all this to have happened in this way and do not wonder at it for to any one possessing any intellect i should justly appear to be a knave if i were induced by the greatness of your power to betray an old friend and guest when doing badly through you and being, so to say, not inferior to yourself, and to prefer you, when committing an act of injustice, and to do whatever you ordered, for the sake, it is evident, of money. For no other reason would any one have assigned for this change in me, if changed I had been. But these events occurring in this way have, through yourself, produced a kind of wolf friendship, and a want of cordiality between you and me the discourse has now come nearly to the point connected with what has just now occurred and for which i said i must in the second place apologize attend therefore diligently and consider whether i appear to you to tell a falsehood and not the truth. for i assert that you did when arcademos and aristocritos were present in the garden about twenty days before my departure homewards from syracuse find fault with me on the points you have just now mentioned how that i was more concerned for Heraclides and all the rest than for you and you likewise asked me in their presence whether i remembered that on my first coming to syracuse i exhorted you to establish the grecian cities and i acknowledged that i did remember and even now it appears to me that it is best to do so I must likewise relate dionysius what was said at that time after this for i asked you whether i advised you to do this alone or something else besides this but you answered me in a very angry and insulting manner as you thought and on this account the insult of that period has become a day-dream instead of a night one for you said laughing in not a feigned manner if i remembered that you had exhorted me after i had been instructed to do all these things or not i replied that you had very properly reminded me you then said was it after being instructed in geometry or how after this i did not say what it came into my mind to say through the fear that on account of a trifling word the sailing away which i expected would be in a narrow instead of a wide space this then is for the sake of all what has been said by me do not calumniate me by saying that i did not permit you to colonize the grecian cities subverted by the barbarians and to assist the syracusians by your changing to a limited monarchy instead of an absolute one for you cannot state any falsehood against me which is less suited to myself than this if there appeared to be anywhere a sufficient power of deciding I could give in addition to these arguments still clearer to prove that i exhorted you to act in this way but that you were unwilling to do so and in truth it is not difficult to show clearly that had this been done it would have been the best for yourself the syracusians and all the Sicilians. if then you deny you have said so after you had so said i have a right of action against you but if you confess you did say so Consider after this that Stesichorus was a wise man, and imitating his recantation, betake yourself from a false assertion to a true one. Epistle 4 Plato to Dion of Syracuse, Prosperity. I think that my readiness with respect to events as they occur is apparent at all times, and that I give much of a serious attention to their being brought to pass for the sake of nothing else rather than a love of honour in the case of things honourable for i consider it just that they who are in good truth worthy men and who act in this manner should obtain the renown due to them at present matters are to speak with god's will doing well but in those that relate to the future there is the greatest contest for to excel in fortitude swiftness and strength would seem to be in the power of some others but to excel all the others in truth justice magnificence and the graceful bearing relating to all these any one would agree to honor in reason those who establish their claim to qualities such as these now then what i am saying is manifest but at the same time we ought to remind ourselves that it is proper to excel the rest of men whom you know more than boys hence we ought to become manifest as being such as we say especially since so to say with god's will it will be easy for to others it has happened that it was necessary for them to have wandered in many a place if they were about to be known but that which is now existing about you is such so that persons from the whole of the inhabited earth if one may speak in rather an arrogant style are looking to one spot and in that spot to yourself especially since then you are beheld by all men Prepare to exhibit yourself as that celebrated lycurgus of the olden time and cyrus and if there is any one else who has ever been thought to excel in moral and political virtues especially since many and indeed nearly all here say there is a great expectation that, when Dionysius is taken off, affairs will be in a ruinous state through the ambition of yourself, and Heraclides, and Theodotus, and others of your acquaintances. Let, then, the most of all such a person not exist. But if he should exist, do you appear as a healer, and ye will proceed on to what is best it appears perhaps to you ridiculous for me to mention these things because you are yourself not ignorant of them but i see that in the theatres the combatants are incited by children to say nothing of their friends whom one might suppose would through a kind feeling cheer them on with earnestness now then do you enter the contest and send me word by a letter if you require at all my assistance affairs are here very nearly as when you were present inform me too what has been done or what you are now doing for though we hear many things we know nothing and now letters from theodotus and heracledes have come to lacedaemon and aegina but we as has been stated although we hear many things about those here know nothing bear in mind that you seem to some to be less attentive than is fitting. Let it therefore not escape you, that by pleasing men it is possible to do something, but that austerity has its dwelling in a desert. May good fortune be thine. Epistle 5. Dion to Perdiccas. Prosperity. I have advised Euphrias as you enjoined in your letter, to occupy himself about all that is a care to you, and I am justified in giving you advice suited to a host, and what is called holy, respecting the other things of which you may speak, and how you ought for the present to make use of Euphraeus. For the man is useful in many ways, but mostly so in that where you are through your time of life deficient, and through there not being many counsellors of the young on that point. Now there is a voice from each form of polity, as it were from certain animals, one from a democracy another from an oligarchy and another again from a monarchy very many persons assert that they understand these voices but except a few they are very far from understanding them whichever then of these polities speaks with its own voice both to gods and men and produces actions correspondent to its voice it flourishes ever and is preserved but when it imitates another voice it is destroyed for this point then euphraeus will be useful to you in no small degree although he is possessed of fortitude in other things likewise for i hope that he will discover the reasons for a monarchy not less than those who are in your employment if then you make use of him for this purpose you will be benefited yourself and greatly benefit him but if any one on hearing this should say plato as it seems professed indeed to know what is conducive to a democracy but though he might have spoken amongst the people and given them the best advice yet he never got up and addressed them to this it may be said that plato was born late in his paternal land and that he came amongst a people already grown rather old and accustomed by those prior to him to do things contrary to his advice for he would have consulted most willingly for its good as for that of his own father had he not thought he should vainly expose himself to danger and i think he would do the same thing with respect to my advice for if we should appear to be incurable he will bid a long farewell to us and will abstain from advising either me or mine may good fortune be thine epistle six plato to hermias erastus and coriscus prosperity it appears to me that some god has kindly and abundantly procured for you good fortune if you will only receive it properly for you live neighbors to each other and have need to benefit each other in the greatest degree to Hermias, i say that neither a multitude of horses nor of any other alliance for war nor of gold present to him would be of greater power for every emergency than of friends who are firm and possess a sound moral conduct but to erastus and coriscus i say although i am an old man that besides the beautiful wisdom relating to species there is a need of that wisdom which possesses a guardian and defensive power against the base and unjust for they are inexperienced through their having passed much of their life with us who are men of moderation and without guile on this account i have said that they stand in need of those two things in order that they may not be compelled to neglect true wisdom and pay more attention than is proper to human and necessary wisdom but Hermias appears to me to have received this power from nature which is not yet cognate and from art through experience what then do i say to you Hermias? do i having made a greater trial of erastus and coriscus than you have assert, indicate, and testify that you will not easily find habits more worthy of confidence than those of your neighbours. I advise you, therefore, to hold to yourself by every honest means men of such kind, nor to consider it an act of secondary moment. And, on the other hand, I advise Erastus and Coriscus to stick close to Hermias and to endeavour by such grapplings with each other to arrive at one common bond of friendship but if any one of you shall determine to dissolve this union for human affairs are not altogether stable send hither to me and my friends an accusing letter of blame for i think that the reasons sent by those here and based on justice and a feeling of respect will unless the rupture happens to have been very great weld and bind you together better than any incantation into your pre-existing friendship and communion by which if all both we and you philosophize as far as we are able and it is permitted to each what has now been oracularly delivered will be ratified but i will not say the same should we not act in this manner for i define a good omen and i say that if a god is willing you will do all good deeds it is requisite for you to read this letter all three together but if not two in common as often as you can and as it is possible and to make use of a compact and a decisive law which is indeed a just thing and at the same time taking an oath with attention not devoid of taste and amusement the sister of attention and swearing by the god who is the ruler of all things present and future and by the father and lord of the ruler and cause whom if we philosophize truly we shall all clearly know as far as is possible for men under a good genius. End of Epistle 6